Medjugorje holds a special place in the heart of one Carlo Pilgrim. Article by Suzanne Pender. The sacred place of Medjugorje in southwest Bosnia-Herzegovina has welcomed pilgrims for decades, including many from the Carlo area. Since the early 80s, the town has become a popular site of Catholic pilgrimage inspired by Our Lady of Medjugorje and her reported apparition to six local children. Nolene Dunn from Green Lane Carlo is one such pilgrim, leading groups to this special place for Catholics and devotees of Our Lady since 1996. Last month, she led a local group to Medjugorje with their spiritual director, Father Rory O'Donnell, finding great peace and comfort at the religious site. It is my privilege to be an instrument and a labour of love to bring pilgrims to such a sacred place, said Nolene, who encourages everyone to visit. People don't have to necessarily come with me, but I would encourage people to go. It is amazing the experiences people have had there, she adds. August 1996 was Nolene's first visit to Medjugorje, having heard about it while attending Mass at a university church, St. Stephen's Green. As I was visiting my brother, who was very ill in the then Meath Hospital, I would catch the 1pm Mass, she explains. When Mass was over, I would stay a while in prayer before I caught the 3pm train home. As I was kneeling, a priest came towards me, Father Aidan Carroll, and said he was told to give me this tape entitled Between the Hills, recalls Nolene. The book referred to Medjugorje and its idyllic location between the hills. I knew at that moment it was a call for me to bring my daughter to Medjugorje. At that time she was suffering with anorexia. I came home and suggested to her that we should go. On their final day in Medjugorje, Nolene explains that her daughter had a profound experience and was given a message from one of the visionaries, Vika, for herself and for us as a family. Vika was one of the six children present for the apparition of Our Lady. In thanksgiving for her daughter's recovery, Nolene decided to bring a group out to Medjugorje in 1999. My main aim was to have a priest that first time. Father Fitzpatrick, then parish priest at Aska, Father Leo McAuliffe of the Capuchin Friary in Carlow, and then deacon Father Paddy Byrne came. Unfortunately, I could not bring the group as my brother was very ill and passed away that week, explains Nolene, adding that her husband Pat led the group on that trip. Since then, Nolene has led groups to Medjugorje twice a year. If I was asked have I seen anything, I would say no, apart from the sun spinning, said Nolene. I never went to see anything, just to experience where heaven touches earth where people come to drink from the spring from where the wine is, she adds. Our Lady has always been telling us this is a time of grace. Pray for your shepherds and always ends her monthly message saying, thank you for having responded to my call, says Nolene. Nolene refers to a letter from a priest sent to each pilgrim travelling on their recent trip to Medjugorje, which outlines the importance of Our Lady. He said, it might surprise you that I stopped trying to be a good priest some time ago. Instead, I have learned that it is much more important to be her priest. Being a priest is not an ego trip. It is all about allowing oneself to belong to her. And the same goes for each one of you. It's not about being an ideal Christian. It's about being her child 
and we follow her divine Son in the midst of darkness and struggles of life. It is about a relationship, not an achievement. Nolene's next group trip to Medjugorje takes place on the 13th of October. Bagnallstown Biodiversity Plan aims to restore natural heritage. Article by Suzanne Bender. Bagnallstown Improvement Group recently completed a Biodiversity Action Plan, BAP, and looks forward to implementing it over the next four years. The action plan was written in conjunction with consultant ecologist Dr Fiona McGowan and was funded by County Carlow Development Partnership. The plan is a very comprehensive report which aims to guide the local community and stakeholders in their efforts to protect and restore some of its natural heritage and maximise the benefits that nature can provide for the people of Bagnallstown. The report firstly recognises the area's existing rich biodiversity. The River Barrow features prominently as an obvious and valued source of natural heritage. Other areas include Dunlechney Graveyard, Private Gardens and the Ballymoon Esker. The report outlines the different types of habitats in the area. Very importantly, it recognises the huge amount of work done by local stakeholders such as BIG and the Queen of the Universe National School in promoting biodiversity. Most importantly, the BAP sets out more than 50 actions that can be completed over the lifetime of the plan, which will significantly enhance biodiversity. These range from recommendations for public spaces and private lands, raising awareness of local biodiversity and collecting evidence to track and monitor progress. The plan has massive potential and, if successful, could have a transformative effect on local biodiversity with major benefits for the community. However, the report recognises that as many people in the community as possible should be involved for it to reach its full potential. The report is available on the Carlo Public Participation Network, that's carloppn.ie, under Climate Action. If you would like to become involved in the plan, please contact Committee Member Chairman Paddy Gardner or Environmental Officer Liam O'Brien. Founding of the Brigidine Sisters in Tullow is recalled in New Book. Article by Suzanne Pender. The refounding of the Brigidine Sisters in Tullow in 1807 is recalled in a new tome entitled The Book of St. Bridget, written by best selling author Colum Keane and his wife, former RTE newsreader Una O'Hagan. On the 1st of February 1807, the Feast of St. Bridget, the order, originally founded by St. Bridget, came back into existence in Tullow after being suppressed during the 16th century Reformation and dissolution of the monasteries. On that morning, a small group of nuns assembled in their new convent at Tullow, having spent the previous evening in prayer. The nuns, ranging from 25 to 48 years in age, included Bridget Bryan, Eleanor Tallon, Judith Whelan, Margaret Kinsler, Eleanor Dawson, and Catherine Doyle. All were natives of Tullow and the surrounding parishes of Ardatton and Clonmore. Their founder, Bishop Daniel Delaney, had set for them a tough way of life. They rose at 5am each morning and a full hour was spent in prayer before Mass. Silence was observed at stated times of the day. Meat was served twice a week. It was, the bishop said, 
hard living with perfect obedience, fasting, and constant application to work and prayer. Their work entailed educating the young, both rich and poor. They opened a school for the children of the parish and were soon building accommodation for boarders who previously were obliged to stay in town. They then spread further afield to Mount Rath, Abbey Leaks, Goresbridge, Paulstown and Ballyroan. The seeds sown by Bishop Delaney fast grew into a tree, the authors write in the Book of St. Bridget. That allusion to a seed-inspired tree is appropriate as Bishop Delaney had brought a tiny oak sapling from Kildare and planted it in the grounds at Tullow during the convent's early days. The sapling was a symbol representing continuity from the convents of St. Bridget to their reinstatement centuries later. Like Bishop Delaney's sapling, the order grew and flourished. Bishop Delaney died in 1814, but his order lived on and thrived. In 1883, the Brigidines received a call from Australia, where urgent educational needs had arisen. They answered the cry for help, and six sisters embarked on the journey. They were soon operating in Victoria, Queensland, New South Wales and Western Australia. They also crossed the Tasman Sea to New Zealand. They were still, of course, operating in Ireland. They had travelled a long way from home, yet, by the standards of St. Bridget, there was no surprise in that. She too had journeyed to distant lands of her time and her convents had spread far and wide. Her successors were no different. And wherever they went, they customarily planted an oak sapling in honour of their patron, St. Bridget of Kildare, Colomanoon Estate. The book details other aspects of the saint's legacy, including stories surrounding Brigitte Bardot, Bridget Hitler, Adolf Hitler's sister-in-law, Oliver Cromwell's daughter, Bridget, and pirate queen Grace O'Malley. Also explored are her roles in inspiring the first-tiered wedding cake and by Irish campaign, along with her miracles and cures. The Book of St. Bridget is written by Colm Keane and Uno Hagen. Colm has published 29 books, including eight number one bestsellers, while Una is also a number one best-selling author. This is her fourth book. Danish retailer JYSK opens store in Carlow. JYSK, the Danish retailer, opened its first store in Carlow on Thursday last to great excitement, with queues of local people waiting to get through the doors. Shoppers were quick to take advantage of opening day offers of up to 70% off selected lines. The Carlow store is JYSK's 11th retail outlet in Ireland and is located at the Barrow Valley Retail Park, Greg Cullen. JYSK, pronounced Usk, is well known for high-quality, on-trend products for the home, from the bedroom to the garden. The brand has also enjoyed a worldwide reputation for expertise and knowledge with its Scandinavian sleeping culture and it specialises in high-quality sleeping products, from mattresses, duvets and pillows to bed frames and bases. Speaking about the opening, Carlo store manager Leslie Steins said, We were delighted to see the queue of people ready to shop Usk's great opening day offers at our new store in Carlo. There was a great atmosphere and feedback on the range of products that Usk has for every room in the home. We look forward to a busy few months ahead and welcoming our new customers. 
The first Yusk store opened in Denmark in 1979, and today it has more than 3,000 stores and 26,500 employees in 51 countries. Yusk is a family-owned company founded by the Danish tradesman Lars Larsen, who owns a number of companies with a total annual turnover of 4.25 billion euro. Yusk's turnover last year was 4.1 billion euro.